Hello, everybody. Welcome to week two of our agency growth Q&A, where we're just going to be going through some issues that we're working on, scaling our own agencies and things we've identified to help scale faster. We talk about different products, different ideas, different things that we use on a regular basis as agency owners to scale our companies as quickly as possible. So thank you all for watching. I've got Andrew Nazarian here, uh, who's also one of the key drivers of all of our strategy here at Twiz. And we're just going to be having a discussion. So thank you, everybody, for joining. So, uh, like, I immediately wanted to jump in and just start with, like, maybe let's dive in just really briefly onto the cliche of digital agencies having so much trouble marketing for themselves, right? They jump into the game, you know, uh, most likely wanting to market for a specific niche, but there's always this cliche statement of, like, you know, marketing agencies are the worst at marketing themselves. Why do you think that is? That's a good point. Um, good topic of discussion. So for me, I think, I think the biggest reason is because we get so caught up and carried away with all of the business that's coming through our agency, whether it's from referrals or from working on projects, that we just think of it as, well, if I have all this business coming to me, why should I invest in scale? Why should I invest in brand? Why should I invest in these things? I know that Twiz had that issue when we were first starting. Uh, for, the, for a while, for like six months, we didn't even have a real website. I remember we grabbed uh, a video from random place on the internet that was just a lady walking around with a camera and taking photos of like the scenic view. And that was our background cover image for our homepage. So we really did not care. And I think that bit us in the butt a little bit. I think um, if we had spent more time creating that brand and marketing ourselves, we would have actually grown faster. And we've already been doing that over the last like year and a half, two years to compensate. So I think that's the biggest reason. I don't know. What do you think? I, I, I kind of, well, I don't necessarily completely disagree with that, but... Mm -hmm. I've always been of the entrepreneurial mindset where it's like ready, fire, aim, you know, it's yeah. like get your shit out there regardless of the branding. Like you do not need an incredibly solid brand to, you know, bring on, we're talking about like the early stages of agency life, like, you know, bring on your first couple clients, but absolutely it helps. And once you get down to the area where you need to scale or that time, and place where you need to scale, a brand is going to be incredibly important. See, for yeah. me, if somebody asked me that question on why I think marketing agencies are bad at marketing themselves, or at least bringing in their own leads, is not really understanding where their ideal customers are at and really, really devoting a lot of time and energy to one specific acquisition channel before trying you know, two to three other ones. I've seen this so, so many times that, you know, uh, uh, somebody wants to start a new agency, they, you know, immediately start with like Facebook ads or something like that, and they don't work and they just give up and they move to the next platform and the next platform and then try and make, you know, something stick while they're not just sitting there really focusing on the one acquisition channel until it actually does work. Yeah. See, that's the point at which I would move to like, you know, kind of spreading my wings, but I don't know. And no, fair, fair. And um, I mean, that's kind of, you know, why we're starting this thing now, full transparency for anybody listening. 
uh, we, I think you have to get to a certain point in the business to where you don't have to be involved in all the day-to-day -day functions. So that way you can spend that time building your brand. Um, that doesn't always need to occur at the exact same point in time. So like, for instance, I have a certain revenue goal that I want to hit with our company. And so that's why I'm more involved in scaling. But let's say you're doing five, 10 grand a month in sales and you're making enough of a profit to sustain your lifestyle and you can cover everybody else's expenses in your company. If that's the case, which is very possible for anybody listening, I think that it's hugely possible. Um, you can start investing in the brand at that point, which is why you see so many companies that let's say they're doing five, 10 grand a month, but they get a ton of referrals for a very specific thing because they built this entire huge inbound marketing strategy. That is a great way to scale their business without actually having to build those outbound funnels and those pipelines and everything like that. So I think that's a that's a big, a big reason. Um, you know, another thing to change the top topic that I, uh, I've been, I'll share, you know, for anyone watching this on YouTube, uh, with everyone here, there's this really cool company. I definitely recommend everybody check out called project core, um, project core.com. Uh, I, I'm not getting an affiliate commission out of this. I wish I was cause they sure, actually, sure, sure, yeah. <laughs> I wish I was dude. They're charging. I think like a thousand dollars as like the entry package per month because they charge on a monthly basis, but up to, you have to start with four users or something. I forgot what it was. Maybe it's actually not that expensive, but it's like a thousand dollars per year. Well, anyways, I listened to them on this podcast for Nathan Latka. It was called the, the top entrepreneurs podcast. And they were saying they just raised uh, $4 million at a, uh, or $6 million at a $40 million valuation after only doing a million dollars a year in revenue. So their solution is really, really fast growing. It's really cool and it's very new. But basically what it is, one of the biggest problems with scaling an agency is not knowing how much money you're spending in terms of your time on different projects. And so they kind of apply all their automation around creating tasks with templates uh, estimating time, tracking time, figuring out what your margins are on all your services. I think it's a brilliant idea because then you can create a profitable agency and only spend time on the products or services that are actually making you money and not on the shit that doesn't make you any money. Um, definitely, definitely check this company out. Like hugely important for scale. Uh, have you heard of this company, Andrew? No, I haven't, but I mean, the idea is, is brilliant i mean because yeah. like I, I had to br bring my agency past six figures to even start thinking about efficiency whatsoever right like yeah. i had to be at least bring in like i don't know 15k a month before i started to actually take a second and like look at how much time i was spending on what and what that was netting um, yeah. So I think the price point is really, really on point, and I also think it's incredibly important. And I wish I did it a lot earlier. Yeah, <laughs> me too. Me too, man. I mean, I think it's cool because you know you think about it like a sauna could do something like this, but uh, yeah. and they kind of are, but they're not doing it all to this extent. And I think that's where they're missing out. Um, and I will just note for anyone out there, the biggest thing for 
an agency in general. And this is, it, it's important, not just as a user of this software, but also for any scale is how can you tie what they're doing back to their business health? And that's why I think this company is going to be bigger than Asana is because it's actually telling me how my business is doing from a health perspective operationally, which is a big question. I do not always have the immediate answer to. I'm very curious how many different agencies are fully aware of this. I mean, like, I mean, we've worked with so many different agencies and the amount of like attention they put on the smaller details really varies. I mean, like in your experience, would you say that the agencies that pay more attention to these very, very specific metrics are the ones that end up the most profitable? Uh, yes, because when you're, when you're producing enough revenue, eventually it just is a matter of where can you squeeze out more of a margin from your current expenses? So that way you can reinvest that into more growth for less cost. So usually most of the amount we squeeze out is from, you know, downsizing software expenses, downsizing, um, you know, uh, certain processes that aren't as efficient. Uh, that could be a whole episode unto itself in terms of like knowing yeah. how to figure out what your um, customer LTV is, figuring out. And I'm curious, you know, anybody watching this, feel free to comment uh, below, um, like and subscribe uh, for content, <laughs> dude. I haven't even, I have not ever had a YouTube channel before. So this whole like and subscribe yeah. thing is new. I'm um, letting you know you're doing it wrong. <laughs> well, that's good. That's good. Good start. But the comments, comment below on uh, what topics you want us to discuss. But I think um, one could definitely be understanding client LTV, understanding um, where all your expenses are at, what tools people need to be using to actually uh, really um, make the most money on their on their processes, etc. Um, I would recommend that. I also recommend there's a company called remote.com, uh, which I brought up to you and I'll do another like overview. Uh, maybe this maybe this podcast will just end up becoming like a software review <laughs> for <Yeah>. agencies. <laughs> but remote.com is really cool. So basically they have um, you hire remote.com and then they handle all your payroll, all your HR, everything, but on a global level. So that way you can hire someone in Pakistan or the Philippines and you don't have to worry about compliance issues, tax issues, everything is done for you. So you can actually hire them without actually having to set up a, a, a company location in those, those countries. It's pretty sick. I, I, it's a brilliant idea. I do want I do want to try and at least kind of bring us back to our original conversation yeah. because we have a very interesting arc here. Yes. Yes. The, the beginning the beginning of the conversation is like why marketing agencies may have a problem scaling and in the beginning it certainly can be because they don't really understand how they should properly bring in their own leads. So yeah. this, the end of this conversation is talking about scaling in general, but in the beginning stages, 
where should an agency be absolutely focused in the very, very beginning? Like, for instance, let's talk about like the very inception with Twiz. When you immediately hit the grindstone and you like built your first book of business or the start of your book of business, that was all on LinkedIn, right? It was all on LinkedIn. Yeah, all on LinkedIn. We read the uh, Banff Bible, uh, which at the time was super popular. Uh, learned how they, you know, built their company, uh, absorbed all their material, uh, and then didn't do everything they did because they, the founder of the company, ended up being banned from LinkedIn. Uh, we always kind of, we always kind of felt like some of the shit they did was a little, a uh, little sketchy. So I don't, don't necessarily yeah. recommend all of it. Um, but the idea is similar, which is you establish yourself as a brand thought leader in, in, in any channel, whether it's YouTube, uh, podcasting, LinkedIn, what have you. And then at a certain point, um, you just build that referral machine. Cause at the end of the day, I mean, I can tell anyone listening that, uh, we close about 38% of the referrals that are sent to us, which honestly might even be going up higher. Yeah. Might even higher. Yeah, uh, on top of, I mean, when we look at all of our channels that beats our closing rate leaps and bounds compared to other channels, um, yeah. which are performing really, really great when you look at it. Um, so when we kind of break that down, Really, what you did is you found somebody or uh, some organization that had a proven process and you replicated it, right? You yep. didn't reinvent the wheel. 100%. I think that's, a, that's, that's where I was trying to get at. Like, that's the point that I was trying to make. Like, no, at, at no point should somebody in this day and age be trying to just completely wing something. Don't get me wrong. If you want to test out new campaigns, like it's a great idea to think outside the box, but that's completely unnecessary. I mean, yeah. like the idea that the market is saturated in my mind is ludicrous. And if somebody's done something effectively, you can recreate that. So that was yeah. the answer I was really looking for. Just like no. look for a proven process and execute. That's a that's a great way to put it, actually. Um, and, and I'm sure this would be good for this episode. Like what are some of the people that you listen to? And I'll just like share my screen and show everyone and we'll, we'll list some of them off. Like who are the, doesn't even need to be other agency owners. What are, what are some of the people that you listen to? I know for me, Nathan Latka is pretty big. Um, I mean, in, in, uh, it uh, depends on what we're talking about. So like when I first got into um, the agency space, it was Tyler Narducci. I always mispronounce it. Remember, Not he has that agency in a box. Oh yeah, yes, yes. Um, which I thought was super powerful, and of course, you know, my mentor Franco Reyes, you know, uh, Russell Brunson, so on and so forth, the, the major marketing influencers. But none of those would even have hit my radar if I never picked up Rich Dad Poor Dad. So Kiyosaki mm. is going to be like my all-time biggest influencer, I guess. That's cool. You know, I, I got. I, I'm just curious. Uh, is Rich Dad Poor Dad? Uh, does he actually have a Rich Dad and a Poor Dad? I heard that he didn't. <laughs> is uh, that real? You're missing the point here, brother. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, well, I do know in in reality, he actually made the majority of his wealth in the beginning through some form of MLM. 
So take it with a grain of salt. But the point, <laughs> the point man, is his education made me be the entrepreneur I yeah. am today. And no, yeah. regardless of if he's full of shit or not, the content <laughs> is really on point, and it made me have a breakthrough and millions of other Americans. Yes, I will. I will. I, I I will say that that is definitely something that I've heard a lot. I mean, a lot of people, a lot of people refer back to Rich Dad Poor Dad. Um, is this the Tyler Narducci? Yeah, this is it, right? So yeah, so he's like rebranded to the Soba Viral. Also, can't pronounce that. Um, <laughs> I'm not exactly sure what the different offer is. I think he still has something like no. I think Rob Quinn was agency in a box. Oh, his is the done for you agency, and I think the next step up is the Soba Viral. It's somewhat similar to what we're doing with our incubators. Yeah, I think this could be a really interesting model down the road. I mean, obviously, yeah, we are doing it ourselves. So that's definitely why it's, it's really interesting to hear. And um, I think, you know, it, I just don't, I, I think it, 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 it's something that I think will catch on over, over time, will just become more and more powerful. I definitely recommend anybody uh, read uh, or watch or consume uh, Nathan Latka because he, I think it's important for more agencies to uh, think like uh, software companies. Um, because why not? I mean, they're extremely profitable and it's extremely scalable. And uh, the more you can operate like a software company, like one thing that I've been doing a lot nowadays is getting into like uh, Zapier and like automated flows. Because you could always de develop uh, a solution custom. And sometimes that makes sense. But in a lot of cases, it just makes more sense to uh, develop a workflow through Zapier that can connect to applications that you're doing and create more profit margin for your business. I do want to propose, you know, one thing that a lot of uh, uh, finance people talk about, and I thought could be a very interesting analogy for digital marketing agencies when it comes to profit, is they always talk about. Uh, your BIPs, I think is what it's called, which is the spread on, you know, when they say like your interest rate is going to be 1.2% and then like who's getting how much of that 1.2% uh, on the finance side. When you do things like automation through Zapier, for instance, uh, you actually are getting incrementally more profit every single time for every single client. And we could even, that could be a whole other episode in itself, but when you do that, you're just adding more dollars in your pocket. So you just want to find ways that can make you more profit, even incrementally, so that it eventually adds up and you're making a lot more money you can reinvest and scale with less effort. I, I think that totally fits the conversation. We were talking about like it, what's inhibiting agencies from scaling. I mean, like that's the overall uh, point of conversation for this entire podcast. But in the beginning, it's like, finding and acquiring the right acquisition channels, right? And then eventually moving to multiple acquisition channels and then making sure your efficiency is as on point as possible. And doing that, one of the easiest ways to do so is through automation. Um, yeah. I certainly know that I could be doing much, much better in regards to automating a lot of the you know standard operating procedures that happen inside my agency. And I yeah. know that Zapier can do the vast majority of that. And if I simply just took the time to really invest in that, I would be seeing really, really significant uh, returns. Uh, yeah. 
I'm just lazy. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I believe it. Well, I believe the returns part. I think you're. Uh, I, don't, yeah. <laughs> I don't think you're that lazy. I don't think you're that lazy. But that's a good. That's a good note to end it on. Um, thank you all for uh, tuning in. I think this, you know, actually this resource review segment might be a good one to talk about because I know one of the things I always do with other agency owners is just constantly share tools to scale their agency faster. I am just like obsessed with that. I'm always trialing new tools. I'm always testing new tools. That's that's a big thing. So I think I think we'll try to incorporate that down the road in more of these episodes. But please let us know. Um, you know, stay stay in touch. Share with your friends uh, and have them join our community. We're trying to build not necessarily the biggest, but the most quality uh, agency uh, digital marketing agency community there is. So uh, we want to have uh, people who are really motivated, people who are really interested in uh, growth. Just tuning in and being part of our of our groups so thank you all for for watching and uh until next week we're signing off yeah and absolutely like comment and subscribe <laughs> um, seriously this is going to be a very interesting ride i mean like specifically twiz uh is going through this massive period of it's pretty much like you know hockey stick growth right and if you're jumping in and already kind of consuming this content at this point like you're literally going to watch the progression and we're going to talk through everything that's going on. It's really, really significant and you're going to learn a lot from it. I mean, like I'm sitting in this, I'm doing this with you and I'm learning an incredible amount. So if we're able to kind of, you know, uh, summarize that in an audio format, I would yeah. highly recommend uh, paying attention. But Love yeah. it. Awesome. Love it. See you on the next. Thank you all for watching.